video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 170 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with the Halloween homeboy Grizz. Yo. And what did, what did I call him? The Halloween hillbilly from yes, Virginia. I feel like he took offense to that, though. <laughs> did he? Did you? It was the Halloween part that I took offense to. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> hillbilly, I'm good. Hey, man, us, us southern boys have to, you know, stick together, us? right? Yeah, Long Island accent, <laughs> dude. I mean, I'm even. I'm more. I'm more south than Kyle now. So, <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> yeah, technically. Well, actually, uh, you would be like the. Yeah, you would. You would fit in with our, our other. Our other. Uh, what was it like? Southwestern would be our other uh, buddies' location. So you guys yeah, are all Southerners. Yeah. You're the. You're the third most Southern. Hey man, what can I say? I. Uh, I guess. Technically, it's in my genetics. That's where that's where part of my family is originally from, West Virginia. So I was say the Bayou. You kind of come off no. like a crab person. <laughs> I don't. I don't eat shellfish, man. I knew you I were kin somewhere down the road. <laughs> yeah, we're we're actually uh, we're actually related. So you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So now that we got through all that bullshit, because I'm very excited about this week. Do you Pumped. you know what? Fuck. I'm, I'm super pumped about this. We did Scary Movie last week. We released a Halloween Kills bonus episode where we found out that I have some sort of fucking mental illness where I'm the <laughs> I'm the proponent of now a sequel of a reboot. But what what can I say? Go listen to that. Listen hey, to what Chris it, has I, to say I, about I, it. I, I didn't completely shit on it. I, I, I gave it its just due. So. Yeah, you hit on well, the parts that were actually good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I could admit that I have a warped sense of entertainment, so what can I say? But you did say that it is better than the Rob Zombie Halloween 2, so that's good at least. That's, that's, a fucking, that's a very easy thing to accomplish, dude. Me and you could take a camera in the backyard and film our feet in the fucking sunshine, and it's going to be better than Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, <laughs> honestly. It's not that good of a movie. Definitely tripped into that qualification. <laughs> <laughs> By default, that's better. Yep. What'd you guys think of the new promo photo? I guess you could call it a promo photo. Yeah. We got Herman, Lily, and Grandpa. What do you guys what do you guys think, man? Rob Zombie Munster movie. Doesn't look like it's gonna be white trash inbred murdering, but <laughs> give it you time. Know, Grizz may still watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful still. Yeah, I messaged what, you guys. You think the, of the... the fact that it's black and white was a good starting point, and also that they were like the exaggerated characters. They weren't like you know just like white trash with wife beaters on and shit like that. <laughs> Dude, the <laughs> robot casting. Yeah. The robot casting is is fucking awesome. He looks yeah. so good I, as Grandpa. I love him as Grandpa. I think that's a good casting. Uh, the, the other over two, like the evil Grandpa. He's like almost like you know, it's not like as goofy looking as the original monster. He's still got like the the cool fucking mustache and shit. Dude, like I like this one a lot. Yep, dude, that's your Halloween costume. I should do it, dude. You're right, man. <laughs> instead of the hair, all, instead of the hair all teased <laughs> up, you do your beard. Do that's like the perfect. opposite, Bizarro Grandpa. 
But is this supposed to be in black and white? Is this movie going to be a... Because, uh, you know, one thing I got to say is the monsters always looked a little meh when it was color. You know what I mean? I, I For some reason, the colors just always threw me off. I think there's like, a lot of ways with like all the black and white stuff. Like when you go back and see like the, the colorized like three stooges and shit, it looks so weird, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I just, it's, it's unpleasant. Yeah, I think with the monsters, I, when they break the color out and you see Herman being green, it kind of takes you further <laughs> out of it. So, yeah, uh, black and white. What color was he when they were actually filming the episodes? Does I assume know? green because they did that colorized version. Kind of like Night of the Living Dead. There's a colorized version of one of those early films. Man, I think you, I've seen that. I but see, Night of the Living Dead works for me, like a colorized version. Like it doesn't bother me at all. I guess because it's not like a cartoonish type, like caricature. Yeah. So Imagine, it's, like, it feels being natural. Painted green for this TV show every fucking day, and nobody sees you as green. They just see you as yeah. black yeah. and yeah. white. That's it's like we gotta best. do it. We gotta do it, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we gotta do it. <laughs> but no surprise, Sherry Moon. Uh, that was an obvious casting choice, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like her as as Lily. It just looks like some person, like with her hair dyed. Oh, I don't looking, know. She probably looks the best as Lily as I've ever seen her in her entire life, to be honest with but you. She, but she doesn't look like like Lily Munster. No, like, no. To me, I mean, she just looks Sherry Moon zombie. Goth yeah, milk, they didn't even you know? do like the the cheek makeup for like the dead look. So she just kind of looked like her with different color hair. I it's wonder if that was like, yeah, like, is that going to be something they're going to add later on? Like, this was just a photo. Like, hey, we're doing some tests. Like, let's just release this one photo. Yeah, that's when I, the I wife hope. beaters and fucking beer stains come out. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually Grandpa the movie inside out. of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see fucking Grandpa Munster with the wife beater pounding a fucking PBR or some shit. That would be the best. Well, then he's just Grandpa from fucking House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Yeah, it's eat your character. pussy, blah, 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 whatever the fuck he's Look, he's watching the Munsters. Yes. You know, yeah. when he's in his room, the Dragula fucking episode. So, I don't know. I think this is going to be an interesting, uh, I guess, turn for the Munster so franchise. So we just talked about, like, fucking Butch Cassidy being somewhere in Scary Movie, even though he couldn't really, like, pinpoint who he was in the oh, film. Oh, Butch, Butch Patrick. Not Butch yeah, Cassidy. Butch Patrick, Butch Cassidy. The Sundance Kid was probably in there too, I fucking imagine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Butch Patrick. But like, there was like photos of like him showing like the original fucking car to Rob Zombie on his Instagram wow. and shit like that. So he's got to drive it around, the original Dragula. There was a guy that used to go to the local like car meetup that built a legit Dragula. No it was shit. made out of a coffin and everything. Like, Man, legit. It. it looked exactly like the fucking show. Awesome. Imagine driving that thing around. Fits one person. It didn't. Dude, it it wasn't modified at all. Digging through ditches awesome. all fucking day. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is, is that in that music video, he's riding in the Munster's coach. Oh, yeah. It's not right? the fucking. It's not even, it's the, not the, it's not even the Dragula. No. Yeah. What the fuck's with that shit? Yeah, I, I can appreciate people who do the car rebuilds from famous shit, but when they just do like the knockoff ones, like tons of people have done the Ecto one from Ghostbusters, and they get like the oh, wrong yeah, era yeah. ambulance. It's like, oh fuck, dude, why do you waste your money? <laughs> well, well, no, they say like, oh, this is the Ecto six. Yeah, the they one always, you never saw. They always name it. So yeah, they name it something else. Uh, isn't what the Ecto two gonna be in the new Ghostbusters movie? 
right? It's supposed to be like the one from the second movie. I don't know. I, I feel like know. it. Are they the had a helicopter at one point in the cartoon. <laughs> they make a toy of that? Yeah. <laughs> I think I see it on the wall right now behind you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this week, you know, obviously we're watching a television show along with our movie. This week, we dove into a franchise that probably everybody in our age group has watched at some point in their life, and that would be Boy Meets World. <laughs> now, this episode... This, dude, I was a fan of this fucking show when I was a kid. This was kind of a hard watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a fan too, but I swear that intro on this episode was different than what I remember. Like, I feel like I didn't I watch so it this confused. deep. I, I think it's a later, like a later season, because this was released on February 27th, 1998, and I I guess it's season five, episode 17, so it's See, up the there. In, the intro threw me off also, but then like the age group of the kids was like kind of what I remembered also, maybe yeah. a little older, but like I remember them going into like college on this show, like they got like fucking old and stuff so like this is still kind of an early episode i thought but maybe it was just like they used the old or the newer intro on like the old episodes and they re-ran them or something so definitely not the original intro that i was expecting Uh, so you're saying there are episodes where like it's okay to talk about topanga's looks right oh totally dude like there's (laughs) legal topanga (laughs) i think they had to have been on the show until they were in their early 20s Oh, right? for sure. Like, yeah. yeah. Because they weren't the age years, they were they when be. they were fucking playing the characters. I'm sure they were probably a little bit older than what they were supposed to be anyways. Ben Savage was probably 32 years old. In that <laughs> when he originally started. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here's a, here's a question before we get into this uh, episode. And then there was Sean. Who would you say was more successful overall? Ben Savage or Fred Savage? Oh, man. Or Joey Lawrence's little brother. <laughs> Is that Joey Lawrence's little brother? The the one, the older, like the older brother's friend is Joey Lawrence's brother. Matthew Lawrence. There you yes. go. Yeah. yeah. Jack Hunter. I, I think, I mean, obviously Ben Savage was in this and he was in other shit, but Fred Savage being in fucking... Uh, what's it called? Now I can't. Now I'm not going to even be able to think of fucking the Wonder Years. <laughs> the Wonder Years, yeah. I feel like that's like an iconic show. So like you automatically get like boosted up, you know? Dude, you know what blew my mind was I was just like I went through like a fucking IMD wormhole after I clicked down Ben Savage's fucking timeline, and he was on like an episode of the Wonder Years. And I was like, what the fuck, you know? And I looked at that. But then I realized who the narrator of the Wonder Years was. The main voiceover guy throughout the entire series was like the one criminal from fucking Home Alone and that dude from Bushwhack. <laughs> like, Daniel wait, Stern? is that really him? Yeah, yeah, that Holy guy. That Stern dude. He's the fucking main narrator of the Wonder Years. Wow. So now I have to go back and watch and like listen and hear that dude's voice because like it's an iconic voice. I never pinpointed it on him. Oh, so, wow. here we go. Dude, that's a the Wonder Years is a show that Great. like no matter what, yeah. Well, you always end up feeling bad, like oh. for some reason. I don't. I have no idea. Every time I watch that show, it, it makes is me a feel downer bad. fucking show, dude. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's because, I mean, obviously the time period that it takes place is before mine, but I feel like growing up in a suburban neighborhood and everything and like a very similar situation, like for some reason, it's just, it always makes me feel bad. Especially they also remember the dad dies. Yeah. And the heavy shit, dude. Yeah. So I also think it's okay to say, because like I was a child when I watched this show, Boy Meets World and The Wonder Years. So it's not creepy to say that I was like, had a big crush on Topanga and Wendy Cooper. Both of those females are extremely developmental in my young adulthood. (laughs) Yeah, casting knew what they were doing on both of those. Oh, for sure. Hey, it was a different time, man. They They were picking, well, you know what? I feel like teen ish shows you know, obviously the Wonder Years was before Boy Meets World, but I feel like they wrote for a, a slightly more adult audience. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like the jokes sure. that are in it, even Boy Meets World, the jokes that are in it. And obviously the Wonder Years is a little bit more adult, I would say, than a, a kid's show. But they Family were picking drama. their people for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, going back and watching them now, you can definitely pick up on some of the stuff you missed. Even this episode that we watched was kind of one of those things where I'm like, they just say Virgin on this show. This was on ABC at like 6 p.m. Yeah, you know dude. Really, like, there was some heavy you know, like petting and shit going on. I was like, oh was yeah, like tongue in this episode, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a fucking casting credit. That's one up for him. Yeah. Well, well, dude, Jennifer Love Hewitt guest appearance in this episode which I totally forgot I definitely didn't remember that and like immediately she's just like making out with fucking who's that oh. Sean Sean's brother no Corey's brother right? Corey's brother yeah. Or no yeah yeah Corey Matthews brother the older uh, Matthews what the fuck is his name uh, can't remember it now um, Eric Matthews <laughs> well that that's like Something that would never be on a show nowadays. Because they were oh, like legitimately yeah. like fucking making out hard. Dude, like I, right? I was like, yo, how did this kid fucking work this deal out? Like, is he the writer's best friend? <laughs> like, this yeah, is it was nuts, like dude. first introduction pushes her up against a wall. That definitely wouldn't fly nowadays. Yeah, no, I know. No, definitely not. <laughs> so for an episode that aired at the end of February, this is a Halloween episode, you'd say, right? It's got a serial killer on the loose in the school. Uh, the friend, the gang of friends, or whatever the hell you want to call them, they get trapped in detention and they start getting picked off one by one. And we do have a masked killer in this episode. But one thing I want to point out is that the mask that this guy wears, I mean, you guys may not be very familiar with this, but it looks exactly like the Crypt Keeper mask that the wrestler in Japan in like the 90s used to wear, like in Wing oh, and the it's IWA. the same, dude. I wouldn't doubt it, but it looked exactly like the fucking it's, skull mask. It's, I was cracking it's gotta up. be a mass production mask that yeah. like they were able to get quick on set because there's two of them because you see different. Yeah. So, you know, there's more than one of those masks out there. It's got to be the same if it looks that similar. It, it did it like it, I'll show you later after we're done recording, but you're going to laugh like that's all I can think of when I saw this fucking mask. But we do have some I'm not going to say brutal kills, but kills that I was not expecting from this show. And the first one where the kid gets, what is that, a pencil? A giant pencil. pencil, Yeah, yeah, like a (laughs) a giant pencil through his forehead. (laughs) But when he falls down the fucking wall, 
the pencil writes on the wall. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, that was actually yeah, a good like, touch. And the, the fucking thing about it was that like the setup for that was like he he had to ask Topanga to borrow the large pencil and then they yeah. kept making it a point to say how big the fucking pencil was he was trying to borrow. And I was like, what the fuck is the deal with this large pencil thing? And then I got it. Oh, they're going to put it in his forehead. That That's fucking awesome. I did like the joke right after he was killed where Corey's like, at least we'll always know he was this tall. <laughs> That was the great thing about this was that like it was full of dark humor, like the entire yes. thing was just like. But it was also like kind of like a time capsule of the late '90s. Like everything was like South Park, fucking the Scream movie. Like everything was like what's popular right now. Put it in this fucking episode. It was yep. so yep. telling. Yeah, and like you said, the South Park references. That, was that, heavy. that surprised That's me too. Yeah, like, like four total, dead I think, on. in twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, at least four times. And it wasn't even like it. alluding to it. It was like straight up just saying catchphrases from South Park. Yeah, but like these, ho when he fucking goes. <laughs> yeah, they like, did the, the you fuck? killed Kenny the first one, and like he's the second time he says something like that. Like you can tell he said bastard, but they don't oh, hear yeah. that he said bastard. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Does what was this NBC right? Uh, I think it was Boy that, Meets World yeah. originally. Yeah. Whoever the hell it was, they had to have like owned or owned Cartoon Network, not Cartoon Network, fucking Comedy Central, right? For them to fucking be able to do that. How do you yeah, say like another show's catchphrase? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was a blatant, like everybody knows like you killed Kenny is from like that. That was like the big thing from South Park that even people that weren't South Park fans knew oh, this character Kenny dies every fucking episode, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. They had hey, to have Viacom to, or whoever the fuck it is. Trying to push over their older audience over to South Park. Quit watching Boy Meets World. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, now I wonder if, like, we watched this live, like, when it first aired. Like, would we have popped for that? Like, oh, my God. Because I was in, like, fourth you, I grade, I think. Mark yeah. as fuck, dude. Yeah, 98, I would have been this, like, oh, shit, they said that. But now, yeah. like, he says one more South Park quote. I'm going to lose it. It just doesn't fit for some fucking reason now when you watch it. No. So uh, we also have Mr. Feeney getting stamped in the back with a pair of scissors. And the only thing I could really think of during that kill was, wow, his knees must have really took a beating when he fucking dropped Dude, down to him. Yeah, bro. Like, that was, <laughs> that, was a, that was a rough fall. But there's no blood in the in the fucking episode besides on the wall right on the chalkboard they say, write yeah, there's something just a in little blood. bit yeah then like he's even in the forehead kill there's no blood or anything it's just like the pencil in the forehead gag and then who else gets I'm killed well jennifer ledge huge tits she gets like the book like the books <laughs> knocked on her and stuff yeah and then wouldn't like kill you know, you. wouldn't kill you no for sure the two people Eric getting Matthews pushed out of the does. window they would definitely oh, that would die kill you. yeah that's 100 percent they wouldn't Maybe implode like in fucking Halloween Kills. <laughs> Stupid bullshit. Their face would still be one hundred percent intact though. Oh, just yeah, laid twitching. out so you can see who it was. <laughs> oh my fucking god! You know what? Now that I think about this, at first when I watched the episode, I was like, you know what? I really, I really actually enjoyed it. But now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, wait a second. This, this kind of was. This was a little fucking, a little boring. Yeah, you just yeah, enjoyed like, that Topanga running down the hall part. That was that, <laughs> that was, was memorable it. for me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading the IMDb right now, and it says often considered by many fans to be the best episode in the series. Oof. Oh wow, that's sad. 
I'm not watching anymore then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike Quantum Leap, we will not be going back and revisiting this whole series. Quantum Leap away from fucking Boy Meets World for now on. (laughs) (laughs) I the only thing I gotta say is I was not expecting Jennifer Love Hewitt to be in this. No. I really was not expecting another that. another cool cameo though that I thought was interesting was the, the the creepy janitor played by the creepy bartender from The Shining. That's pretty fucking was, cool. What's that? Is that him? That is him. Shit. Yeah, so that's fucking oh, cool. Wow. All right, I like it wow. a little bit more now. Yeah, it gave it a little <laughs> bit of credibility. Yeah. <laughs> something that I did like about this episode also was every time something would happen, like they would be like, "Oh, this is just like that movie." And like they would, the name of the movie would just be whatever just happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the screaming you know. girl was kind of funny too. I did, I did pop for her a few times when it she became kind of a gag. Yeah, that she was yeah. like, she was the screamer, and Jennifer screamed, and like she was like, "Bitch, uh, uh-uh, I'm the fucking yeah. screamer around here." That was, you know, I laughed at that. It's good. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, man, after that Quantum Leap episode last week, like. It was a hard follow, I was, bro. I, yeah, I was expecting this to to really hit that spot for me, and it and it just kind of didn't. I don't know. We'll have am to I come just, stronger you know, next week. We'll, we'll have to. Put yeah, am some I just over Boy Meets World now? Like at this point in my life, I'm just like, eh, I don't need it. I'm more of a Wonder Years guy. Uh, yeah, I'd like to meet the folks that rewatch Boy Meets World, like the folks that have the DVD sets, and just ask them, like, what is it? What's driving you? There? What are we missing? Yeah, this, what do we miss? Does it for me? <laughs> Although this I do find of... Mr. Feeney very wholesome. I've always found that individual to be a very good character and someone that I admired for some reason. I have no fucking idea why. And when I learned that the dude passed away like last year, I was like, oh man, Mr. Fucking uh, Feeney. Right. Super bummed out about it. So yeah. He's spot on of like a high school, middle school teacher that I had. <laughs> yeah, dude, so it's like he did I'm a really saying. good job in that role. All right. He and reminds okay. me of... He reminds oh, ahead, me of dude. Wilson from Home Improvement. Yes. Like yep. just always Same like the solid, like never a dick. Always kind of like has your best interest in mind. And I'm going to say people who fucking say this is the best episode are wrong because just talking about the Feensters, it made me think about another episode that I could tell you right now is better. There's an episode where Feeny goes on like a fucking roller coaster or some shit at an amusement park with these guys. I can't remember the whole fucking setup, but I can tell you right now it's a better episode than this. So I will track that one down and see if it's it's aged as poorly as the 98 and then there was Sean episode that we subjected ourselves to. Yeah, anybody who's a huge Boy Meets World uh, fan, please let us know what the best episode ever aired was. And we will at least maybe give that a shot to redeem our letdown of a February horror themed <laughs> episode a, of a was this one a fan yeah. requested that you guys to look uh, at? N- no, actually, I I was the one who was like, oh, maybe we should do this because uh, Girth Dog, aka Fat Hog, aka Jerry Meehan, was like, yo, you should do the Scream episode of Boy Meets World. That's what he referred to it as. Yeah, yes. because at one point, you know, they get a phone call. They definitely the paid for says, that part. Yeah, do you like scary movies? It's like, oh my god. Oh yeah. (laughs) So yeah, go check out the the episode Danger Boy. Corey, Mr. Feeney, fed up with being called safe and boring. They go on a fucking dangerous roller coaster and it goes fucking terribly wrong. I can tell you right now that's a fucking better episode. So... (laughs) We, you know what? 
we'll we'll try to find a better one. I'll watch that one at least, Grizz. Yeah, I'll give dude, that one a shot. I'll, let's watch Danger Boy on our own. We'll torture ourselves again, and me and you will just have a consensus if it's aged poorly or not. Yeah, we got this. We got this. I need one that has the dad and the mom in it. I like. The yeah, dad exactly. Character. We need a regular episode to really get to, to, before we pass judgment. And Mr. Feeney her- lives next to them, right? Yeah, the neighbor. Yep. Horrible spot for your fucking principal to live with, your teacher, or whatever. <laughs> and for your yeah, listeners, cool, someone send them the entire Boy Beats World DVD box set. Yes. Two copies, separate addresses. <laughs> send them in bad taste video. If somebody sends it like, to me, I will watch it. If oh, somebody yeah. sends it, I'll watch it. I, I don't give a fuck. If you send fucking me anything, EK is going to start it. getting them at fucking uh, thrift stores one at a time. He's going to start sending them to us. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I got, a, I got a bone to pick with that motherfucker. Oh, I'm getting, I'm paring down the fucking collection. I'm getting rid of some stuff. And I see fucking ghoulies, too, on that pile. That motherfucker. Yeah, That's what he's doing. That hurt you. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt me. You know what? I might just trade him for it just so I know that it's, it's like, all right, safe I'll space. take it. Yeah, you know how people like um, they like adopt like stray dogs and stuff like that. That's me and copies of Ghoulies one through three. I don't need the fourth one. That's not a. Well, Ghoulies two is a great tie-in to the movie that we did this week because it it features a very similar concept. Yes, Uh, this week we watched the. See now, I was mistaken. This isn't shot on video. This is shot on 16 millimeter, but transferred to beta uh, after everything. That's why it still kind of has that like video look to it. And also I watched it on a videotape. This week we watched the 1991 Haunted House slasher film Haunted Ween. Let's hit that mm, trailer and or song. Welcome to the House of Horror. Yeah. It's time for rocket. Yeah. 
Haunted Ween. Uh, I wanted to say shot on video again, but it is not. Transferred <laughs> to video. I was reading a whole bunch of like interviews and shit with uh, the director and some people that were in the movie. And I watched that behind the scenes. It's like a 45 minute making of. Uh, did either of you see that? I know yeah, Chase. I, skimmed, Chase uh, I know you saw it. Chase, you never saw it? I never saw it. This dude, dude has the mask behind him. He's got a fucking t-shirt on. <laughs> He's got the fucking rare VHS tape in front of him. Doesn't watch the fucking YouTube documentary. Well, you, you can't post the documentary. You can post the That's shirt. That's true. You can post the That's VHS. True. You can post the mask. I don't get likes for watching likes. that documentary, man. Well, it was on the DVD or some shit that came out a few years ago. So uh, okay. technically you could post it. But... It, Chris, what you what you think of that fucking documentary? Uh, I think it was uh, I, actually it's different than what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be like a traditional just making of, but it was cool how they kind of like broke down everyone's position and what they did and just like people you wouldn't expect them to kind of like interview and shit. It was interesting, man. It was almost like it was made to be shown at like a college, like yeah. as a like in class, like in film school or something. They went through like everybody that was in the movie, what they did. They had the fucking electrician that was like working on the set. And he's like, yeah, man, you need somebody that could like, you know, handle Juice the power up. that's needed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, without the electrician, you ain't got no lights. <laughs> like it was all shit like that. Yeah. But Dude, they showed them like academic. rigging stuff. Yeah, yeah it, it was like, really it cool. Kind of that way. And I'm wondering, because like this was just like this dude's only thing he did, right? Like this dude didn't direct a bunch of other shit. I wonder if that was actually made for that kind of, you know, like purpose to be like, hey, this is how you make a movie. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing, but this is what we did. So I, I have no clue because it was really well done for like, a, you know, the shit that we watch and the types of movies that we do on here. Like, for a behind-the-scenes documentary, I mean, the Tempe video stuff, you'll see it, or Cinema Home video stuff, you'll see sometimes, like, behind-the-scenes. Uh, one of the Darkness releases has, like, a behind-the-scenes type thing, yeah. but none of them are as good as this. And Buckwalter always does fucking, like, awesome extra shit. But really, this was that, that fucking solid. So this was shot, like, at the time of filming? Yeah, this was during oh, okay. like awesome. everything. It was it's really cool, Chase. It's on YouTube. Somebody put it up there, but it was on the DVD or whatever like ultimate edition they put out a couple years ago. Yeah, it's really for you a haunted Ween super fan. I think you need to say it. I you was would, a haunted Ween super fan. I fucked up tonight. <laughs> Shit on that what? reputation now. <laughs> what did we did? Oh wait, actually, first they showed the guy wearing the original shirt that you're wearing. Oh, nice. Like yeah. they they had like a bunch of dudes like wearing. It was like a white one, I think, though, right, Chris? Yeah, it was a, it was a different color. That, yeah, he was no selling way, the it, white one too. So I should have got that if I'd have known it was original. What uh, what kind of like put it all into perspective for me was that like I had no idea 
the the amount of like the budget or like the production value that this movie had because the VHS that I've watched is kind of like you don't know the quality is kind of dark it looks kind of shot on video like you said from like the beta transfer and stuff so I had no idea that it was like this big of a, a production like they had the fucking dolly cameras they had the whole the fucking works man like this was like a big time movie set and I thought this was just some like you know back home Kentucky fucking here's some cameras let's get her done kind of thing but I was wrong no no they knew what they were doing yeah and for that, sure and as much as people say like the story is kind of shitty and all that stuff it's pretty well put together I would say like overall like I think it's it's pretty solid when it comes to low budget movies that you would have rented in 1991 or whatever 1993 whenever the actual tape came out you know yeah i read some interview with doug where he said he had shot the movie a hundred times in his head before they started and i don't think i had seen many directors say that about shooting a movie so like going into a movie like this to have already thought through what you're going to do from a filming perspective that's pretty impressive yeah there's also a ton of sets right like they go to a, a bunch of different locations in the movie uh, at least in the house, there's different locations. And like, I guess it's supposed to be a frat house also. Yeah. Tons, you know, tons of different locations. I think, I think they did a really good job as opposed to like some of these other lower budget 16 millimeter movies or shot on video movies where like there's an office set, a bedroom set, and then like one outside set. And then that's it. Like five, 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 basically. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah. It's just there was actual thought put into this movie. Well, yeah, there's definitely thought put into it. And and for the type of movie that it is, which is like kind of this, you know, very cliche of the time period, frat boys getting like, you know, what's coming to them in the long run kind of a thing. They're, they kind of show them being shitty dudes and they only have like one objective and stuff like that. And it's very common in like the late 80s, 90s to have these kind of movies. And I think this is one of the better ones. Like I would rather watch this movie compared to like, uh, something like Pledge Night or something like that. I feel like this is a stronger movie than Pledge Night, and it has a very similar, you know, uh, plot and setting kind of a thing. I actually, now that you said Pledge Night, I could see like similarities. You yeah, know, like definitely. it's got that same feeling, that same vibe. The way it even looks is kind of the same. Characters, but I man. don't think most people. Yeah, I don't think most people know that this is like a frat horror film. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it takes place in a haunted house, a majority of the movie. But it, it really is about a fraternity and like this killer coming back and not necessarily, I guess, targeting the fraternity. But, you know, they're they're wrapped up in this like serial killers fucking bullshit, you know, wrong place, wrong time type stuff. Which is also a, a thing that I love in movies where it's like if you just like stopped and went to McDonald's and got like a fucking Big Mac, like you, you might not have been in that situation. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. just wrong place, wrong time. If you did anything else that day, you would probably still be alive. Yeah, That's kind I, of the cause of this one. I feel like if he would have stepped up with a production or a distribution company, this definitely would have been as well known as something like Pledge Night. Like it, I think yeah. it's that good where if he would have gotten better distribution aside from himself at conventions, uh, this would have definitely been a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, because what we were I saying, the, the tape was, was about... put out by, who was the tape put out by, you were saying? The original VHS tape, the production company that... Consumer Video Distributors. CBD, yeah, like, baby. 
um, imagine like you know even someone like you know AIP or someone who's maybe not as big as like a Vestron or something like that, but one of these bigger you know independent production company or like you know f- you know uh, film companies at the time were to release this, I think it would have been way bigger than it was. I mean, it's a it's a well known movie from the underground now, yeah. but I think it would it would have been at a different level of fandom. I heard from somebody or I read somewhere that there was only like 2000 copies of this printed. No shit. So it's, yeah, it's actually a a smaller print run than I thought it was, but I mean, you feel like you see this movie all the time, like in people's collections and shit, but it might just be in the circle. You know, we're kind of in that like bubble. Yep. So you, we know it's, all everything's concentrated. <laughs> yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw something about like making two twenty two thousand dollars off the f- first run of the sales of the tape, and like you know that's like selling like twenty copies today's time. But <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> back then, uh, you know that that probably is right around two thousand tapes. So that's crazy. Yeah, right. Because it's usually it's, what early nineties. You're still paying like sixty bucks for a tape, right yep. around there. And I don't know what it would have been on, like, the, uh, I guess, independent circuit. I wasn't old enough to be buying tapes from these fucking guys at that point. Yeah, conventions (laughs) and stuff. Yeah, it still had to be a decent amount of money. But 2,000 copies, not really that big of a print run. I feel like, you know, bands and shit put out, like, no-name bands put out 2,000 copies of something. And I guess it could be worse. I mean, there's some things out there that probably only had a couple hundred. I mean, shit, Scary Movie probably has under 100, if you had a guess. If I had a guess, there's definitely really? not that many. Yeah, there's definitely not that many copies of that out there. No, that's that, funny, too. Going off the assumption that the copies he sold were still part of that original production run, you think? I think everything that he sold up until recently, I think it was still part of the production run. And the reason why I think that is because he was selling them for a lot of money. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't really realize it until, you know, rather recently. I think, did he pass away? Uh, Is he alive still? I I talked to him that day I found the mask. So that was, what, a year and a half ago? But I haven't seen anything recently. Yeah, he died on May 31st of 2020 in Bowling Green. So yeah, he has passed away. Yeah, so... I feel like that those were probably like ones he found in a box somewhere in his house or his mom's basement or some shit, because it wasn't like there was an unlimited amount. They eventually were gone. So, you know, I, I've seen a couple of them. I A couple of people showed me their version that was sold to him or them from him. I don't, I don't know why that was so hard to get out. And they looked like my copy that was from a video store. Or some fucking yeah. I, don't, I don't know where the fuck it was from, but that's where it, I got I my copy from, and and it by all means looked legitimate to me. It looked no different than the uh, the older copies that I've seen in people's collection for a long time. Yep. You think this would have been a good cinema home video or Tempe video release, or uh, would this have been a film threat? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have fit right in with the cinema cinema home video stuff. I I do too. I definitely think so. Also, like that early 90s to mid 90s cinema home video stuff, you, you still had things like Robot Ninja and shit like that. Some stuff that probably was actually shot on film. Not everything was total crap, but I, I think this would have did pretty well if it was uh, distributed by Cinema Home Video, Tempe Video, 
who else would have did justice to this? Yeah, I'm trying to think where I, I mean, because yeah, I could see it in them, but it still has a little bit of a different feel to me than, you know, let's say a Todd Sheets movie or something like that. Uh, this this does have a place, man, because this this feels kind of like uh, like terrorize, like visually it kind of has like that look to it, like the, it, but it's just a time period, I guess, of like that like 89, 90s. Man, it's tough. It, it definitely deserved to have better distribution than what it what it had, obviously. But it's it's hard to say what it could have done under whose different label. There were so many different uh, independents that that could have took this on. Yeah, Why didn't he shop around, man? That's crazy. I think for uh, our buddy Ernie Kegstand here, this definitely could have been a City Lights release. Yeah. <laughs> yes, actually, you're right, dude. That's, this could have been a City Lights release. Because that's what it feels like, a dance correct. or die. It, it feels like that uh, the newly deads. That's exactly the kind of, yeah. of movie this feels like. Dude, what about uh, Nudist Colony of the Dead? <laughs> Artistic uh, video, yeah. Those like, theme songs are like right up there, man. Haunted Way and Nudist Colony. <laughs> Good lord. Well, it's a haunted house on a haunted green <laughs> I was like, like what fucking frat house has this ragtime music playing? Like, this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's Chase, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Chase, do you know who recorded that? Uh, I don't. Do you know who did it? No? no. Uh, I figured you would know. Yeah. I know you know how to play it. I, I could probably roll down the road and find somebody that was in the band. But. <laughs> I don't think it was the band that was actually in the movie, right? No, I, don't I wouldn't think, think so. so. No, that definitely sounded it like sound- some forty-five-year-old bar club singer. <laughs> I, I like miss the days of like a live band at a party. I feel like that's not really a thing anymore, right? Like people don't really. I guess people call the cops now if you do that. Yeah, yeah I know. Noise <laughs> ordinance. I remember playing like in people's houses, like you like, and you would be like, "All right," instead of like a normal show, I'd bring my four twelve and like a fucking head. Let me bring fucking four cabinets with me and just fucking try to destroy the windows in the house. Yeah, we played a we played a house show years ago when I was in one of the math core bands or some dumb shit I did. And a buddy of mine (laughs) from high school showed up and he's like, Let me carry your gear. Fucking drop my entire rack set up down a hill. I'm just watching it tumble. I'm like, you're gonna go get that. Like, fuck. (laughs) So yeah, they were always fun, but something like that always happened too. Did it break? Uh, no, it's it power you know, up. It tested the road case. It did fine, but it's just watching wow. it fucking tumble point. down a fifty foot hill. <laughs> like, God damn! As somebody that's played in bands for a very long time, one thing is like all time just stops when something happens to your equipment. Yep. Oh almost, yeah. It's almost like equal to like when you're falling and you know you're gonna get hurt and everything <laughs> just kind of slow motion. It's yep. like the same thing. I once had an amp like basically explode right next to my head. Mm. Just sparks, just fucking. Yeah, I've caught an amp on fire before. Not fun. Yeah, yeah. Dude. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I just remember looking almost like in slow motion, like, oh no. Yep. Yeah, I had a guy put an SM57 through one of my Marshall cabs one time. He tripped over the cord uh. and it just right through the cloth. I was like, are you fucking. But the whole time it was just like staring like inch by inch. It's going into the speaker. Better than, I was going to say, better the cloth than the cone, dude. Fuck, yeah. dude. Sucks, You would have sounded like the fucking... Who, who used to do that? They used to cut the fucking... Ray Davies used to cut the cone of, of the kinks. 
No? You guys, you don't know who Ray Davies is? I know him, I know but the why? Kinks, but I don't know uh, the... Because think about it, to player. get that blown out, that blown out distorted guitar tone was from fucking cutting the cone of the, uh, of the cabinet. Of the speaker. Jesus Christ, that's hilarious. That's how, wow. he, yeah, that's how he got that fucking like real raunchy tone at that time. Like people didn't sound like that. It's cool, man. Yeah. Evolution of guitar. Now back to haunted weed. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie does share some similarities to Scary Movie. They both take place in a haunted house. They both have a killer in the haunted house, quote unquote. They both have a group of friends that are kind of broy, kind of weird, right? Like weird personalities whatever now this one actually has some gore in it though uh it's not crazy gory it's not over the top gory but there are some good things in this movie some good gags some good i guess kills you could say guys what are some of your favorite kills of haunted ween so i i think obviously my favorite is the kill strikes balls uh when he's playing baseball with that guy's head. Uh, that's going to be my top one. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, the the wrist slitting is good. I know I know we're getting towards the end here, but uh, the, the duct oh, tape the girl. girl with the wrist slitting, that's that's pretty serious. That's a gnarly fucking thing. Yeah, and that's a pretty easy that. effect, too. So that's pretty clever yeah. how they came oh, yeah, up I was with actually, that. I was actually thinking about the effect. I'm like, that's actually super easy. Like, taping a blood pack under the fucking blood and just cutting into it and shit. Super effective. Yeah. Uh, my favorite kill is when the, uh, the masked madman that we're dealing with here all of a sudden has, like, Superman strength and with one hand bowling ball grips the dude's fucking face. And then pins him to a tree, like holding him up with all of his body weight, and then like fucking stabs him in the throat. That was probably my favorite. That almost reminded me of like the burning. That is like a, when he, dude, when he very fucking, much so. He like fucking just hedge clippers the guy to the fucking tree. That that gave me a similar feeling. I have to go a chase though with the the whole wrist slitting one with the girl. She's not dead though. She's alive. She survives. Yeah, she lives. At least that's what I kind of, yeah. But he like stabs her in the stomach and then like not only is that fucked up, he like goes over to her arm and just starts cutting down her arm with the fucking knife. It's like holy shit. Like I for some reason never even thought of that. You know what I mean? Like that was going to be the next thing going on. So I assume that's like she's the reason that you're such a big fan, right? Chase Blake Pickett. Oh you're, fuck you're yeah. Familiar. Oh I assume you're familiar. So if I made I mean, any notes, it just says Blake Pickett spoke show. Like that, that's okay. my notes. Cool. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. You know for a uh, a low budget movie, there's a lot of nudity in this. Right? Yeah, like, how did they get these people to do this? Uh, they were near like, a college campus. That probably wasn't too that's, hard. That's yeah, that's that's true. Some <laughs> booze, college campus. They didn't discriminate either. You know, they had boobies of all shapes and sizes. It was like really wholesome to see real boobs. Like you know, like usually in horror movies, you get horror. You come on now, you know what I'm talking about. You get these fake horror boobies. Yep. They they brought them of all shapes and sizes, all cups, man. Like yeah, this that, was the awesome. girl on the boat definitely had them hanging. <laughs> She was some big ones, dude, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, one thing I have to say is, though, there's there's not enough male nudity in these movies. If I was, like, an independently wealthy person, I would 100%. You would say that. That's true. <laughs> I, I, would, I would hang dong in these movies. You know what I mean? Like, yep. 
What's up? What's up with that? I feel like it has to be more equal opportunity nude scenes. Well, or it's else tough, it's just, man. It's hokey, it's like, then. It's like, you know, you got boobs, but like, is the, the male equivalent like a dong? Or is it like, you know, like that seems like a jump, you know? Yeah, just show some balls. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's it's a tough jump from boobs to, to, to a full-blown wanger, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, I got to say, though, my, my world was turned upside down when I saw fucking Eastern Promises, when they have that brawl in, like, the fucking sauna, like the Vigo Mortensen fucking nutsack flying around the room. <laughs> did, did either of you guys see that movie? I, can, I have not, but I can, just based on what you're telling no. me, I'm going to go dial it up as soon as we're done. So. Wait, neither of you have seen Eastern Promises? Nope. No, I have not. Chase, I don't know if you would like it, but Grizz, I think you would like it. Well, from what you're telling me, it sounds like I would. Well, well that's, it's, it's just that fucking ridiculous. Like, So am I not going to like it because of hanging dong or what? <laughs> <laughs> Which part am I not going to like here? I don't know. I just, I just don't feel like that's something that like you would be into. It's not, uh, it's not porno. It's not a horror movie, and it's not uh, Ghostbusters. So, fair enough. It's like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Good call. I won't waste my time. Well, well actually, know what, Chase? You may like it. You know who actually uh, did Eastern Promises? Nope. You're gonna laugh. David Cronenberg. Oh, okay. It's it's really good, man. I've never like, heard the fucking, of it. It's it's like the Russian mob and all oh, that 2007. shit. Two thousand seven, no shit. Yeah, back to Grizz's question: the equivalent of eighties and nineties films with boobs. I feel like all directors and writing, like they thought that was like chiseled males. Like I, I feel yeah. like that, they think that was the equivalent. Like, hey, if this dude has his shirt off and a six pack, it'll be equivalent if we show six sets of boobs. Some, like some, we're good. Some boobs. I. You know what? I, You're absolutely right, dude. That was the equivalent, but I don't think that's true now i think that's no. probably like you know yeah you better be hanging dong now yeah 2021 i get it dude you better be doing it uh, i mean halloween kills didn't hang any dong did it that's why the movie still sucked. Not getting the message was there any nudity in halloween kills i can't remember i don't think no. so and that's, that's another why, thing that's that these horror like movies it. are lacking in dude like you gotta show some tna i mean it's just part I don't of need the it. horror i don't need it I really don't need it. Like to me, that doesn't make or break the movie. You're just so at alpha, all. dude. What the fuck, dude? Look at darkness. <laughs> there ain't no nudity in darkness. Come on. <laughs> now imagine there was, and how much awesomer it would be. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's always room. I feel we can like hang dong. It doesn't stuff. have to be boobs, dude. Imagine some See, now, zombie now was hanging dong in darkness. You'd be like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, see, my thing is that like sometimes you have nudity in a movie, like a low budget movie, and it's like a Joel Winecoop type thing. Yeah, Where, like whatever you see, you're like, I wish this person had their God clothes damn off. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the Itali uh, Italian cannibal films is where the equal opportunity came in with nudity. Yes. Oh, oh dude! Oh my God. <laughs> They did not I hold think back. I'm in the forest because I'm seeing a lot of twigs and berries in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Haunted Ween, uh, besides the nudity, besides, I guess, would you call it mild violence? Because some yeah. of the stuff is kind of like brutal. The chainsaw on the back of the kinda... neck is good. Yeah, that The whole... little girl getting impaled in the beginning, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I, I think the last act on the kills definitely takes more of like a comedic 
spot like he's actually trying to show off for people I, I think that's when it loses some of the brutality of the beginning you think it would have been better if it was just kind of like serious throughout the whole thing where there was no like joking playing to the crowd when he's got the baseball bat and all that shit I, I don't know I kind of enjoyed like the ending like him being in the house because it kind of tied back to the beginning of like you're too young to be in the house yeah, like I feel like that was him kind of showing off. Like I could have ran this, but like I'm gonna kill people while I run this. So I, I kind of enjoyed <laughs> the end being a little, little wacky. I, I like I, how he's like climbing out of that fucking air duct, even when he's like a six foot three. Fucking, yeah, this is way like hulking dude. Yeah, go try that at home. Get in your air duct if you're anything bigger than like a hundred pounds and five foot tall. What's yeah, a, a snake? <laughs> what I think is tough for me was that like the beginning is great. I love how strong the beginning starts. It draws me right in. Uh, but then there's like that lull of like the frat boys and like setting up their characters, setting up their story and stuff that I could really give a fuck about. Like they don't do really, they really don't do anything for me to really care too much about like their storyline. And then the ending is like this awesome payoff that I really enjoy where it's like last week's was like the, the, the buildup to the haunted house was almost equally as enjoyable as inside of the haunted house, even though it didn't deliver on the gore aspect. Like we mentioned, I just thought that like the, like the actual meat of the movie was better than the meat of this movie. Yeah. I like the fucking frat buildup because it could have went two ways. Like, if you took out the very, very beginning where they set up the killer and you went straight to, like, the frat stuff, it could have been a comedy. It could have been, like, a fucking sleazy frat comedy after that point. Restaurant you know, sex like, comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, like, it's got not Revenge of the Nerds, but, like, it that, has that vibe. sort of, yeah, like a dirty fucking frat movie. Or even, like, whenever they show the frat parties in um, Night of the Creeps. That's what it reminded me of also, like where they're super over the top, like frat douchey, you know, like everybody's kind of a caricature of some sort of frat guy, yeah. you know, one guy's super, he's supposed to be like super smooth and like the head, you know, king frat motherfucker. Then you got the dude that's always <laughs> joking around like the clown. You got the guy that's like kind of at odds with the leader and all that. There's always like that template of frat shit and i feel like they followed it and i think they did a pretty good job but i'm also like i said i like dumbass shit and i like stupid fucking movies so yeah, they, they played on the tropes pretty heavy if i if i had to pick my favorite part of the building the frat boys there's a quote in there when he pours beer to give that girl a wet t-shirt and she says that's cold and he says damn is it we never have cold beer like yeah, and he pours like, the rest of it on the other me. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to make a frat horror movie. Do you think somebody could make one that's legitimately scary? Has there ever been a frat horror movie that was like a legitimate serious horror movie? It's always a sorority. It's never like the fraternity, you know? I can't think of one that's like a serious like real scary frat based movie i think what I, I can't think of one off the top of my head either and I, what what my guess my big issue with the whole frat thing and not that i had a, a major issue with it but i just didn't care for the one character because of how over the top he was playing his character compared to everybody else that like really southern guy who's like 
fucking Yankee Clown. doodle on crack. It's like, dude, like, why are the fucker, like, why are you acting this way? Like, nobody else around you is this exaggerated. Like, who's telling you to play this character like that? Because if they're telling you this, then they're fucking up. So that, I guess that's what just kind of like, if you take him and you make him like more of like, he can be Southern. Look, I talk to Chase. I fucking deal with his ass all the time. Like, you can be Southern and be that way. I don't mind. But like, the fact that he's so like and fucking just weird i'm just like dude this is stupid at that point yeah dude, my southern like accent doesn't bother you yeah <laughs> southern long island right <laughs> yeah that that guy definitely like went for the stan gable of Reven- revenge of the nerds which is what mike was is. saying but like yeah. it's just it's too over the top like just like everything i can do to be the alpha in this situation but also i have to remember that i'm southern so yeah i kind of fucked it up a lot of those folks did not have southern accents. They just tried one. <laughs> well, they probably were just going to school in Kentucky. They weren't actually from there. Well, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, Dude, I think Hanks like, was the only guy that had the southern accent down, and that was still forced. And, and, and the, the fucked up thing, when we watched the behind the scenes, that dude has a normal, fucking decent southern accent. He talks perfectly great. And I'm like, why did you make this decision? Like, that's so fucking Comic bad. relief, baby. Comic <laughs> <Yeah>. relief. <laughs> Oh yeah, something. So uh, why don't instead of ruining this whole movie for everybody, because I I do like the movie when we when you really come down to it, you know it's a good movie. Why doesn't everybody just give me your final thoughts on this? All right, I'll start as the guest. Uh, so final thoughts, I I definitely agree. Uh, this is a favorite of mine. One of those movies that I'm glad I saw it out. Uh, it's one I always saw, and like it literally, if everyone ever has ever seen like the fake VHS covers that pop up online, the first time I saw this, I thought it was one. I'm like, no way somebody <laughs> made Haunted Ween, and then like I, I did find that the director was still selling copies. I was able to get one through that. Uh, so my my final thoughts are: it's fun. Uh, it definitely fits up there with a lot of slashers of that era. And I think it just goes back to the lack of distribution that a lot of folks don't know it as well. Or is it isn't as readily available to watch as some of these others that we have? Chris? So I got to ask you before I give you my opinion. How did you come across the mask again? Was it just by chance that you found it or did you search it out? Yeah, good call. Uh, so there is a store antique type mall uh, in Salem, which is like 10 minutes from me, uh, that literally a booth popped up like a year and a half, two years ago, uh, where a guy was just selling tapes, uh, records and shit. And I saw the mask sitting there and I literally saw it. And I was like, I need this mask, but did not remember that it was from haunted Wayne. I posted it on my Instagram. Uh, I'll tag someone that. later this week who called it out immediately. And it was fuck. I got it home, sent an email to the director. Like, Hey, is this similar to the mask? He's like, Hey, that's the same mask. Uh, he shouted oh, out the shit. special effects guy, basically, that he just had a ton of masks with him when he showed up on set. Um, and it was just fucking random $5 snag at an antique mall. So that's, that's like, amazing. that's crazy that like you like instinctively, like you probably like knew in your head that like you recognized it from yeah. something that like you loved and you were like, yeah, I got to have that. And then without knowing, like, that's, that's fucking cool. I do remember you posting it for the first time too. So I remembered it was like some crazy story and like so then like you know it's just like the shirt as well like that's something that you obviously like track down and stuff like that is there anything else that you're looking for for like memorabilia wise that would be like your holy grail of like <laughs> <laughs> haunted weed apparel uh i mean obviously like an original cast 
crew shirt would be awesome, not the repress. Uh, but no, I, I just being able to interact with Doug uh, when I bought the tape and he offered me the shirt when he started pressing those, that was kind of just like fulfilled it for me. Like I'm, I wouldn't go much further with the collection. Like the second mask that he wears uh, in the I was going to say, I, getting I'd the second mask, that. Um, that would be pretty dope. Like I, you can tell like when he gets to the werewolf later on, those are definitely like mass produced masks. So it's out there somewhere. Uh, so I'd love to track them down, but nothing that I'm like after, actively after or would call a grail to embarrass myself. So <laughs> but if you're out there, you see the mask and you're familiar with it, fucking grab it. Yep. Uh, my final opinions on this movie. It is a, it's a phenomenal movie for 1991 um, for this like kind of movie that we've been covering lately of these like haunted house movies. Um, it's better than Ghoulies 2. I think you should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's got it's got great kills. Uh, I think the main uh, the main protagonist is a, is a great character. Um, even though you don't you know you don't get too much of you know of his you get a little bit of his childhood and that's kind of where you have to like build your own backstory for him. And I, I like that aspect of it. Uh, like I said, we're not going to ruin the ending. But I will say the fucking ending is spectacular. It's it's what really makes the movie for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I really think this is a solid Halloween movie. I think most people that watch it will probably like it, especially if you have that like need to to seek things like this out. This is one of those tapes where it took me a while to get a copy. Uh, unlike these two, I bought I got mine organically. I guess you could say, uh, you know, through the wire. wasn't from the director. But um, they got it, it, it didn't disappoint. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend eighty or ninety bucks, whatever the hell it was. So I was yeah. like, eh, I think I could do better, and I did. <laughs> but um, it, it was one of those ones where, like, the wait was worth it. You know, sometimes it takes you a while to track something down, then you finally watch it, and you're like, well, I just wasted a bunch of money and time. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. this one, I didn't feel that way. I feel like it was really a solid movie. I think it's too, uh, streaming on maybe YouTube. It might be on there. Yeah, it is on YouTube. Yep. Right. So, so you can go watch it. It is available. The tape might be hard to find. Maybe it's not. Maybe you know somebody that'll make you a copy. Maybe somebody will trade you one, sell you theirs. Who fucking knows? Anybody you said there was know a DVD how much this one's release? Also, yes. I think there's so. a like an ultimate DVD edition that contains the documentary. Either of you guys know how much the tape goes for now? Uh, he Any was idea? the director from the when I bought it from the director. He was charging a hundred dollars a piece for them. So that was the last, uh, you know. MSRP, if you would, from the director, but uh, who the fuck knows? No, yeah, if it that was a while now, ago, I'm, too, right? I'm sure someone yeah, was like could two years ago. One, 200 bucks is probably what someone would be asking now, and that's just ridiculous. I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. I would 100, and that's probably be like a starting or like the like you know, the final offer. They're gonna put it up for 400. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take two. Um, let's see, right now, well, not right now, but it seems to be. That Haunted Ween, a complete copy, slip and tape, goes for between $250 and $310. There it is. On the bay. Confirmed sold listings. So, well, I think I, I, think I got mine for 40 bucks. So, <laughs> Well done. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, Haunted Ween, check it out. Bad Taste Video Approved. And Chase approved also. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's uh, head over to the video Dropbox and we'll see what we're doing for our Halloween movie. 
Okay, this is the culmination of the Halloween extravaganza, the Holly Hollywood. I keep saying Hollywood homeboy now. That might be your fucking like November to September. That's my evil uh, alter ego when I put the, <laughs> put the black and white on. Yeah, the Hollywood homeboy Grizz. Dye no, my our, mustache our, blonde. <laughs> yeah, with the beard though. Yeah. Oh my god, black Actually, beard, blonde people, mustache. <laughs> One of my friends back in the day had like very fucking like blonde hair and he would take like um, just for men and <laughs> dye his mustache, just his mustache, like a color. And he would, he wasn't doing it like to be serious. He was doing it because it looked fucking so ridiculous, like the, <laughs> the anti-Hogan almost, you know what I go. mean? It was so fucking funny. But um, this is going to be the final movie of October for us, and it's one that we're really excited to do, one we really like, a metal, I guess, sort of, uh, horror movie. We're going to watch the 1988 straight-to-video, I believe. I don't know if this ever had a theatrical release at the time. I don't think so. Chase, would you know that? Uh, you know I'm not familiar if it had a theatrical release. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but we are watching Hack-O-Lantern, a.k.a. Halloween Night, which is the copy I have. I never got lucky enough to find me an original Hack-O-Lantern, but what can you do, man? I'm, I'm good with my 555. It's fine. <laughs> uh, this one, I think we've seen this at Mahon... How do you say it? Mahonig? Mahonig? I always get yelled at by fucking beta addiction. I mean, I'm so southern, so I'll probably fuck it up too, but Mahoning... How do you say it? Mahoning. Yeah. Mahoning, right? Mahoning. Dude, I, you know what's funny? I come from a place where literally three quarters of the towns are named after Native American tribes, but for some reason I can't say the fucking drive in town. <laughs> well, I could say Layton, but I, for some reason, Mahoning. Mahoning. Yeah, see, that's know, probably we, why I'm a good, not a good reference for pronunciation, because I definitely say Lay Heightened. <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's what I say too. They hike you know. <laughs> so I was like, damn, what town is he talking about? I think, I think it's Layton. I think it's Layton. That makes but way I can't more say sense the drive-in's name now. So, whatever. I believe we did watch it at. They played it at a VHS fest, right? I think VHS fest two or three. Uh, you watch the movies, Chris, and I don't. So, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there for the entertainment, baby. Uh, let's hit the Priorities. trailer, and we'll talk a little bit more about it.
so you guys have any background with this movie chase i know you're not going to want to come on next week but it's okay but are you familiar with this one do you uh you own a copy i don't, I don't know man what's up uh i own a convention copy and a legit convention copy uh like i actually that, got it in like 1998 uh when my cousin wow, took me to really? a convention yeah i'll send you guys a photo like it's a legit convention tape somebody made back in the wow. day um but i i actually gave away my legit copy of the tape so i yeah i don't really have any connection to it other than watching it and thinking it's good so yeah not well the song dude come on yeah the song i'm all for that I, I have that record, that DC LaCroix record somewhere Dude. around here. <laughs> yeah. Was that yeah. track actually released on that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's, That's on the album. Is. Yeah. Singer's Grizz, hot. what about you, man? Uh, I have a Blu-ray of it. I had the tape of it. But, uh, you know, I don't... I don't bother myself with such things anymore in life. Such such mortal wants, right? <laughs> Grizz needed a new floor and a new fucking foyer in his house. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which came out beautiful, by the way. Um, but uh, like this movie fucking rules, dude. I, I, I love everything about this movie. I think this is probably going to be like my favorite one we watch uh, this year or this season anyways. Yeah. So. We'll see, man. You've been raving about fucking scary movie. It was great, Every dude. You blew you my get. mind, motherfucker. <laughs> Did they do anything special with the DVD release of Hack Lantern? Like, cover-wise? Uh, looks... Do they have, like, alternate covers or anything? Yeah, there's two different covers. It comes like a slip case with a different cover, and then it's got the nice blue inside um, with the the beheading photo that's, like, popular on the original VHS. Um, the, the scan is fucking incredible looking you can actually see everything that's going on in this movie in a way that you've never experienced before the uh, it's, it's definitely worth checking out if you're not a, a complete purist asshole that will only watch things on certain <laughs> formats it's, it's definitely worth checking hey, out on blu-ray dude i told you i've been watching friday the 13th part three and four my whole fucking life literally have seen that movie hundreds of times i've wasted thousands of hours watching those movies i'm only gonna watch I, them on fucking vhs no dude <laughs> I, I fucking got the blu-ray of part three and i'm like is jason wearing the fucking clothes from part two here like are you fucking kidding me like i never fucking i never noticed it in the beginning of the movie when he's like hanging out in the fucking like laundry uh like the drying lines it's amazing like, what you can see i'm like does he have this fucking shit on from part two are you kidding me i didn't realize it all these years literally took almost 30 years for me to see that like unreal so put out by paramount a big fucking production company that had enough to make it look great so imagine yeah yeah i've become a proponent of checking shit out on different formats which i wasn't years ago uh but i was just telling beta addiction who was down this past weekend like the thing laserdisc like has a totally different audio track in one scene than the VHS, than oh, the Blu-ray. Oh, no shit. Wow. Yeah, so like anytime I can get my hands on other releases of favorite films, I'm all for it. So I'm definitely going to check out that Haunted Does it like alter it in like a major way or is it just like, oh, I know this is different kind of a thing? Yeah, same scene. Uh, I think it's like Superstition that guys in the kitchen like roller skating listening to music and it's like a different track on the laser disc. Oh, no shit. I think I've seen that. Yeah, because I, I remember being like, "What the f- what the fuck?" Yep. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lot of things like you know, 
that one Anchor Bay Dawn of the Dead fucking clam. The one that has like yeah, the, the one you're extended yeah. fucking what, 39 what? minutes. It's yeah, got like it's the rainbow cover on it. One. It's like black with yeah, like the, the dis- rainbow disco squares. cover, baby. Yep. Yeah. It's a disco cover. But that one has a few scenes where it has like the alternate goblin score. Yep. But oh, so the good, scenes dude, are also score. extended, or it's like there's certain things that are in there that aren't in the cut that I'm used to seeing as an American. And like the music with slightly different scenes, it makes the movie feel like a completely different fucking movie. Oh, yeah. The like that one fucking weird ass like downer scene where like they show Francine is like right yeah Fran she's like naked smoking after they like bang and all that stuff but it's like an extended version of that Chase you know what I'm talking about and like it's like super downer music like it's just I don't know makes the movie really cool yeah the first time I saw that cut where like uh, Pilato's in it at the beginning of Dawn of the Dead and you're like how the fuck (laughs) (laughs) the first time I saw that cut I'm like what the fuck's he doing here that is the ultimate version of that movie to to me that's my favorite one of all the ones I've seen the Anchor Bay Disco Clam Don't, don't hate on the newer releases they're still good so we will be watching Hack O' Lantern next week so come back for our finale of the Halloween season. Then we could start watching Christmas movies. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But they're not going to be horror movies, though. We're just going to watch Christmas no, movies. No, it's fucking Hollywood homeboy up. season, baby. We're watching all the fucking the best Halloween <laughs> Christmas stuff we can get our hands on. <laughs> the best Hollywood Christmas shit. <laughs> uh, so, Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me at Hollywood Homeboy <laughs> and Enabler on Instagram. Chase, I want to thank you for coming. We always love having you on. We had you all the way back at the Blair Witch episode. Maybe we'll have you back for the last broadcast. How oh, about that? that? Oh, wait, we did that. Did we do the last broadcast already? I think so. Yeah, I'll look through your catalog. I'll pick something to bring me back for. Go find something fun. And I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go by the Haunted Homeboy after today. Uh, haunted haunted hillbilly sorry i don't want to overstep yeah, yeah. you're the there. haunted hillbilly he's the haunted homeboy but we'll have you on for something else i have an idea of a movie that i'd like to have you back on for but we'll see if i can procure it eventually hopefully it stars blake pickett <laughs> i'm gonna watch one of her movies <laughs> i can watch it and tell you what it's like how about that mike <laughs> And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. You can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. And please like, subscribe, leave us a good review. Anything helps. Join our Patreon. We're putting some uh, bonus shit on there. We're going through some Tales from the Crypt episodes. We'll probably put another one up very soon. But thank you to everybody that has subscribed. You're helping keep the lights on and our feed going. So listen to all our friends' podcasts. Start doing some stupid spooky shit like carving pumpkins and going to haunted houses. Try not to get murdered while you're there or do any sort of murdering. We will see you next week with Hackle Lantern.